Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Well, hello once again, Dirtfish Rally friends, and welcome to Spin the Rally Pod. This one is, well, it's a little bit different, I guess, because we don't often get too many new events in the WRC, but it's a post-Central European Rally Spin the Rally Pod with myself, Colin Clark, with Josh Donaldson, our ex-team boss. George, how are you doing? Never better, Colin, thank you. Just very excited to get to chat post-event these days. Normally you guys are doing these straight after the rally, so it's so great to get to get to contribute. It's almost unexpected. Was I unprepared? You'll find out. <laughs> oh, you're never unprepared, George. And you know, we missed you on the post-event analysis, so we thought, you know, we might as well do it right. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we're going to do it, we might as well do it right. Get George Donaldson in. But if we're going to really do, really do it right, then we have to get our Dirtfish editor in, Luke. Barry. (laughs) (laughs) That was classic. That was good. That started really well, Colin. That was high-class flattery, and then it kind of plateaued a little bit and (laughs) fell down. It's not, because... I, I was terrified of making the mistake I make every time and calling you Luke Berry. <laughs> Sorry, I might, I might how just, are you, I Luke Berry? I might just change it by deed poll now, Colin, and just be Luke Berry yeah, and make it simple for you. But then you'd probably call me Barry, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would. That's terrible, isn't it? That's terrible. I, I have, you know you know this, George, and, and I've mentioned it a million times, and it's nothing to do with the individuals. It's all to do with my dopey brain. Um, there well, are I, I some suffer, names. I suffer the same thing, Colin. There you know. are some names that I just have mental blocks over, uh, and and yours just because you know, I, I, I kind of picture you in my head, Luke, and I, and I can I hear beautiful songs. I see a fabulous actor. I see a you know your soap star from the UK, and I want to say Barry. I really do. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, sadly, I'm not any of those things you just described, so <laughs> that's definitely not me. But yeah, happy to be no. here. Um, subbing in, I guess, for, for David Evans, who's taking a rare thing called a holiday. He's not always the best at that, is David, bless him, but oh, no. good oh, so on him taking a week off. He'll be on my doorstep then, if he's on holidays in Scotland because it's cold and wet, one assumes. <laughs> quite, quite likely, isn't it? Quite likely. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. we go. You're not subbing in for anyone, by the way, Luke. You, you, you are a integral part of Spin the Rally Pod. Okay, well, the flattery's back up, so that's a good sign, Colin. We've recovered points. I've made up, yeah, you've I've made made up, up for it. my nonsense. You have. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So anyway, it is myself, it is George Donaldson, and it is Luke Barry bringing you all the analysis from the Central European Rally. First of all, first of all, boys, it was a little bit of a topic of debate. Before we go and talk about the rally itself, and, you know, one or two things that came out of the rally, actually there was plenty that came out of the rally, 
that we can discuss. Uh, let's discuss the name. That was, <laughs> that was one of the strongest talking points in our car over the weekend. We're not impressed with the name Central European Rally. It's a bit clinical. It's a bit kind of C-E-R. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it just lacks a little bit of imagination for me. And uh, I think we were all in agreement, certainly in the Dirtfish car, and we were in the car rather a lot for the five or six days of the event, <laughs> and the CER, Central European Rally, it just isn't kind of exotic, sexy, exciting enough, really. Well, what can they what go with? Think? CAD or DAC, that's the, that's the mnemonics, even worse. isn't it? Yeah, even worse, <laughs> even yes. Mnemonics is really that's Czech, Deutschland and Austria in, in, in some oh. form of mnemonic. Yeah, it's not great either, is it? Oh, yeah. dear. Oh, dear. I wonder oh, dear. if they've done it just so they can have scope to move it. And I'm, I'm thinking specifically about an ERC event. I know Royal Rally of Scandinavia is deliberately called oh. Royal Rally of Scandinavia so that it can move around Scandinavia if it needs to. I don't think it will, at least for the, the short term. But I wonder if there's a bit of that going on. But it, it's an yeah. interesting one. I never thought about it, I'll be honest. And then I wasn't right. sitting in a car for hours well, like you were with time <laughs> to think. So um, I don't know. The, I, I have to say, I thought the rally itself was 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 pretty good. You know, the character of the roads, the, the visuals we were getting out of it, it looked great. But again, saved by the fact it was a, a wet rally. Because if it had been a dry rally, I'm afraid it would have been potentially a little bit a little bit ordinary. George, are you trying to move us on from my enthralling discussion about no. CER? No, no, well, it's that, well I'm we, bored with that. Yes, I'm, I'm moving I'm you not, on, Colin. I, I was just going to, I was going to say to Luke that, that Royal Scandinavian Rally, a Royal, mm -hmm. what is it, Royal Rally of Scandinavia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a fabulous name. That's, yeah. a, that's the kind of name that they have to come up with. I'm thinking the, the Lower Alpine Rally or something like that. It's just got something about it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair rally. point. Yeah, it's a fair point. Like to use a Scandinavian example, and I'm going yeah. too far with that, but the royal aspect gives it something, doesn't it? It's a bit of a oh. oomph. Well, I suppose um, you could go back to the archaic names for these areas. You know, like oh. you know, um, like you know, you've got you, you know, you've got different areas in Germany, Saxony, and the, you've got the Eiffel, and you've got you've got um, um, was it the, the down in, in Bavaria? You know. So you're not in any of those areas. So there must be that area must be must have a generic sort yeah. of uh, name that they could probably adopt. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. the it's the, yeah. the 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 North Alps Rally or something. I don't know because you're just out. I mean, you can look across at the Alps pretty well from there. I mean, oh, uh, George, it was it's just utterly it's right beautiful. there. Yeah, so, were they snow covered? Were they snow clad? Well, they were just 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 snow speckled, shall we say? You could see them particularly on Sunday mm. morning. The first stage on Sunday morning was just in the low foothills and yeah. looking south and kind of south. Would it, would it have been southwest, mm -hmm. George? I'm not quite sure. But looking south, certainly, uh -huh. uh, you could see the Alps and they looked absolutely gorgeous. But where we were, where the rally ran, uh, you know, the place we were staying was at just over a thousand meters. So mm -hmm. just over three and a bit thousand feet. We actually went even higher. At one point, we went up to 1300 meters. I think I saw a photograph so, of you with a, at an outlook, yeah. yes. Yeah, so so you know we were we were fairly high up, and uh, uh, yeah, let's move on then from the name. Uh, apologies if that bored you, Georgie boy. Uh, yep, <laughs> you were quite right. Let's talk about the rally then, and let's talk about the challenge. You did say there that you thought that the rain kind of made it, and it might not have been quite so enthralling, exciting, dramatic. Maybe if we'd not had the rain, I'm not sure, George. I'm not mm. sure because certainly in in the Czech Republic, that first day, the Friday stages. They were yeah. so nagery, they were so tight and narrow. Yeah. And you know, at this time of year, whether it's raining or not, they're slippery, it's yeah. greasy, there's yeah. a mossy 
kind uh, of greenness yeah, to the I think car. As long as it stays at this time of year, it'll probably be okay, Colin. You're probably yeah. right. And in fairness, yeah. you know, you look at the competition when it did dry out, it was still pretty tight. And okay, it, it was it was the obviously the the mud was the thing that was catching people out, the evading road condition. But but it looked to me that it was a great flight, a great fight going on between Thierry, Kala and 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 Elvin, you know, and it, it obviously it initially settled into a pattern. But but Thierry was quite convinced that he was catching, you know, at least post event. Thierry was quite sure he was catching. Catching um, uh, Cali anyway, you know he was going to catch him anyway. <laughs> if you listen to his, the tone of his voice, he was certainly on a mission. That was for sure. He, he was on yeah. a mission, and, and yeah. you know we see it very often, don't we? It's you, yeah. I, I don't think you can say that. You know, even with a thirty-five second lead, you know, obviously, mm. Thierry Neuville, Elvin Evans, until Elvin made his mistake, you know, they were putting pressure on him. They, they, you know, you've got to keep it absolutely a hundred percent neat and tidy. Yes, Robin Perra was able to adapt his strategy Saturday morning, uh, but it, you know, it, did it work? Didn't it work? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Robin Perra says, and and you have to believe him. And I suppose the stage times do back him up. You know, as soon as he heard that Elvin was off the road, he completely throttled back, oh, which, which you can understand. You Absolutely. can understand. And uh, but he'd, he'd lost. Don't forget in the stage before that, 25 mm. seconds. His lead yeah. was down to 10 seconds. Yep. He lost that 25 seconds because he made a mistake. Yes. Um, and, and it's such an easy rally, mm. or it was such an easy rally to make mistakes on. There were very, very few drivers who came through without any big moments. Maybe Takamoto Katsuta was one, and mm. maybe Temo Sunanen was another, who didn't mm. really have any enormous moments. But you know, at the level that we were seeing Saturday morning with those top three guys, and you I mean, wouldn't quite include... Like Tanak in that, but certainly the top three. Mm. Um, anyone was likely to make a mistake uh, yeah. pushing on at that kind of pace. Yeah. In fairness to Ott, he was saying that you know he, obviously his car wasn't capable of giving him a setup for those incredibly wet, slippy conditions. And he, he made that quite clear, but didn't make any bones about it. He just said, "Look, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get the setup to be able to push in these conditions to get the latitude he was looking for." When it dried out on Sunday. His times definitely took a step up, to my view, and he was he was back in the back in the fray, you know he wasn't he, you know so that that humour, um in in the dry conditions I think you know if it was a dry rally I think we'd have seen him a lot closer to the the pack. I believe. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I believe you know that's a, that was just an extrapolation I made, but. Yeah no I think mm -hmm. I think you're right. It was a bit of a strange one, Luke, wasn't it? The fact that he was saying, you know that I I, I need the cars like Tanak was saying. You know, I need the car to be softer, but we can't soften it. It's, you know, we just can't. We've got what we've got, and what we've got yeah. is a car that's too hard. It was a rare comment for a driver to make that, wasn't it? <laughs> I, just say, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, but it was just to go backwards a little bit on, on Robin Bear and Neuville. And I, apologies to skate us around a bit too much, but what I think is really fascinating to ponder, and it's impossible. It's one of these, and I'm bad for this. I do this all the time. I think about things that might have happened, which is kind of pointless because we're never going to know. But if Robin Perra hadn't had that fairly wild moment where he over, or he locked up, didn't he? And he ended up through a bit of a clearing in between the trees. Whether it was a save or just potluck, it's probably a mixture of both. <laughs> he didn't collect any trees. But if he hadn't lost those 25 seconds or whatever it was there, would he still have backed off to the same extent knowing Elvin had gone off? I think possibly yes. But with a 35-second lead versus 10, I think it's easier to give up a 10-second lead when you think, right, I could be caught here anyway. Where there's over, yeah. with over half a minute, it's, it's an interesting psychology. But I was almost 
and I, it sounds weird to say this because it makes complete sense, but I was almost surprised that Cali did that. Just the way he is and his will to win is so strong. Part of me thought he would still just go for it. So it's quite interesting to see that he was prepared to essentially give up the win in, in order for the championship. Now, obviously, you look at it, that was the smart thing to do. Yeah. But it's but, still sort of... I wouldn't to say it surprised me is too strong, but it's kind of like I didn't necessarily immediately expect it from Cali. If it was maybe Elvin in this situation and Robin Perez one had gone off, I, I would have expected it immediately because yeah. Evans is a very very calculated driver. But it was interesting to see that side of Cali. I thought at the weekend. But this is frightening, Luke. This is really frightening. He's twenty three years old, and this is another step up in terms of the evolution of him as a driver. You know, you're right. He is an absolute winner. But, you know, in the past, we've seen great champions who are great champions because they are just the fastest. Mm -hmm. You know, the fastest over a series of rallies, over a season, whatever it might be. And then we see other drivers who, over the course of a season, are great champions because they're the most intelligent. What Robin Perra is showing, that he's got intelligence and he's got pace. And it was the intelligence that we saw there, the patience, the intelligence, the maturity. You're right. I think last year in the situation, and he said this year's campaign was very different from last year's. I think last year he'd have pushed on and he'd have wanted to take the win. But, you know, <laughs> he's a different driver. He's a more, more mature driver. He's a more thoughtful driver, a more intelligent driver. Yep. And he knew, he, he knows, he, 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 he'll have studied history. Okay, maybe not to the same extent that, say, Yari Mate has, but he knows that drivers have lost championships in the most extraordinary of circumstances. Oh, and then some, you know, how that is, Colin, how true that you is. Know, you know, back to, to when, when Carlos lost it in Margan Park, George. Um, yeah. you know, he knows that. He knows that. And he knows you know, it's a mechanical sport. It's a sport that's got more contributing outside factors than just about any other form of motorsport. And he, and he now understands that. And for me, mm. you know, if you're his opponents thinking, ah, next year we're going to have him, you know, it just makes it that much more difficult. It, it really is, and it was, it, was, it was so nice to see that mature approach. It's surprising and rewarding because, you know, it, 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 for me, it divines a, 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 a knowledge that he, is, that he has, he understands our sport, he appreciates it. And for the first time in hearing him for a while, you know, I think he actually has really enjoyed the outcome of this. This has been a really hard-fought, hard-thought-out Hard won championship. I know he's got it one event early, but but ultimately it's still been a tough year for him, where he's mm -hmm. he's had to take a measured approach to everything to ensure he got the championship. And and he and he basically you know he did he, he got it. He's although it was close with Elfin, I think he's definitely stamped his authority on it. It would be unfair to say any less to him. And it's not taking anything away from Elfin to say that because Elfin. I mean we can talk about that another time. But Elfin. Uh, he can he can do this, but it's going to have to he's going to have to really capture uh, so many things. And like I say, we can talk about it another time. But I felt for the first time listening to 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 Cali that that he he's enjoying his sport again somehow. Somehow felt he enjoyed this more, yeah. and I really did he get the feeling not. he enjoyed this rally. And you know, yeah. I could see him here for another six or seven years, ten years, whatever. Oh. I'd like yeah, to think maybe. that. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Any other sport other than rallying, honestly speaking, I, I try really, really hard to love all other motorsports. But it comes back to the thing. And I know that our sport is a little bit denuded compared to what it used to be. And, and the cross-country rallies are great. And they're still as more or less as big as they ever were in some ways. Um, 
but but um, I still think that WRC ra- racing these cars on the roads that, that we do, it is the prince of motorsports. It's the king. Mm-hmm. It's the supreme. It's the emperor of all motorsport. That's what I think rally is. And when someone says, oh, I want to go and do this, well, fine, you know, go and do, go and do Le Mans for fun. Go and do Paris-Dakar for fun. In fact, actually, Paris-Dakar is kind of close to us, to be honest. You know, the, the Dakar, it's pretty special. I, I concede that. But I can't get myself enthusiastic about everything else. So when I hear of people wanting to go off and do other things, I'm bored. OK, away you go. George, in some ways, I think, I think part of what you're saying there, I, I totally agree with. You know, he is a remarkable young man, you know, two times world rally champion. And he's only just turned 23. Mm-hmm. What was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? On the Sunday when we were in Chile, he was 23. It is the most phenomenal achievement. And 10 years ago, maybe even less, well, 10 years ago, definitely, you'd have said it was almost impossible for someone of his age to, to win a World Rally Championship. Yeah, you wouldn't Never have had the experience. No, no way in yeah. the world. How he's yeah, exactly. condensed... And, even, even the, you know, I know Seb, sorry to interrupt, but Seb Ogier has quite often sorry. said, oh, you know, don't, don't, don't think that, that, um, that Kyla Rovenpera has not got the experience. Well, he, he's got lots of driving experience, but it's the nous that you need on rallies. It's that level of experience. And the guy just seems to have absorbed it at the most phenomenal oh. rate and, and done the most remarkable job. It really is. He, he, has, he has taken something away from, from the supremacy of, of Sebastian Loeb and Sebastian Ogier because he's done it so young. You know, that, that makes him special. You know, I think they're well, all special. If he decided, you know, his contract's up at the end of this year and we, mm-hmm. we've not heard anything. Uh, we, we're assuming, we're all assuming it's going to be business as usual next year and I think that's a fair assumption to make. Uh, how long that contract will be is another matter. Will it be two years? Will it be three years? I don't know. But you know what? If he decided that, nah, I've had enough. Two, two championships is enough for me. And he walked away. Look, I would still say you'd have a healthy debate as to whether he was potentially the greatest rally driver we've ever seen. I, I, that's a big call. But I, I think he, 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 you, would, you would have a healthy debate. You'd put him right up there oh, yeah. with Loeb, with Ogier, and, and, you know, and, and the one or two others that, um, that you can easily put into that discussion. But you know, if he walked away with two championships, you'd still potentially say he was the greatest rally driver ever. I like where you're going with that because it's easy to get sucked into the statistics and I'm not saying that they yeah. don't mean anything because, of course, Loeb's nine world championships all in a row, his 80 world rally wins, they're crazy, crazy numbers. But I don't think anybody thinks he's clearly better than Ogier just because he's got one championship. It is, as you say, a debate. Many people still regard Colin McRae as the best rally driver ever yeah. and he's got what, eight less titles than Loeb? He's certainly not yeah. eight times worse a rally driver. So it's not all about the numbers. Um, yeah, it is it is fascinating how it depresses me a little bit, to be honest, without wishing to reveal my age, I'd say that I'm about to, but I'm still at that point where I struggle to contemplate that there are sports, men and women athletes out there that are achieving things and they're younger than me. I'm just kind of not on board with that concept yet. So I've got a few years. You've not realised you're an adult yet then. <laughs> I mean, I'm in this very strange transition, George, but I should look at the back of my head and, and the balding scalp. That probably tells me, doesn't it? Um, but anyway, that, that's a uh, don't, don't worry about it, Luke. I was 65 last week and I, I've not realised I'm an adult yet. Georgie! We missed your birthday. Were you 65 that's last awful. week? I was 65 last week, Colin. How did I miss that? 
Happy uh, birthday, big don't, George! Don't, I, I don't do I don't do birthdays. I wasn't even at home for my birthday. No, I, I was at work you, and I had to stay up for a, a company wow. dinner. So nobody knew it was my birthday. Jeez. That's the way I like it to be. But you've just well, you, we, just, we, you we just told the rallying world there, George. So next yeah, year so it's going to be a week. big party. Good luck. Good luck. Like, nobody cares. It's okay. I'm a, I'm a nobody. George, it's, it's okay. yesterday, George. It's, it's yesterday not, it we celebrated your fiftieth in Japan. No, it wasn't. It was nearly yesterday. It feels like yesterday we celebrated. Well, well, oh, yes, I see what you mean. Yes, it does. It does, I remember. <laughs> was that the day we marched around trying to find the restaurant? Yes. Oh, that yes, was a we good told the story a, many that times. That was a good night. That was a great <laughs> night. Oh, God, I can't believe that's 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, there you go. There you are. I can't believe it. I feel, I feel incredibly guilty for it, for missing that, George. But just I don't, in... no, I, I don't publicise my birthday. Even in... Facebook, it's falsified. I falsified, it. and you know, I'm desperate to get off Facebook, really, and I have been since a very since the first day I started. I had to go on it because Colin had put something up that he said I had to see, and that's why I joined Facebook. <laughs> it's all Colin's fault. I can believe and then, that. And then a couple of years, or a couple of months later, I had to do Twitter as well. And oh God! And I look at them very rarely. So anybody want to contact me, don't send me a message on Facebook. It might not get to me for months at a time. I will eventually look, and I will answer. Um, but um, just to steer us yeah. back off for birthday, just a little bit, just to finish my my point. I got Sorry, myself all your, wrapped up. But your point. No, all good. Yeah. It's my fault. I started talking drivers. About We're talking drivers here. Greatest of all time. But yeah, I, I think what Cowley has proved this year, if you had to prove anything, is that he can do it no matter what the circumstances are. And I know there's a lot of talk already because he, he mentioned it at the end of the rally immediately actually after he'd won it that this championship almost means more to him because of how he's had to do it. And we yes. all talked about it at the start of the year. We've seen it throughout the year. I think it was up until at least Croatia. The, the championship leader just kept changing event after event. Everybody was separated by literally a handful of points. I think maybe mm-hmm. 10 points separated five drivers or something. They were all, <laughs> OJ was in there at the time we knew he wasn't going to be a serious contender but they were all incredibly close so Robin Power really had to dig di- deep this year for this and it's not to discredit anything he did last year because that was a different side to him he was brilliant others had their problems and he had such a gap that he kind of do anything and we saw that he had a couple rallies thinking Ypres and, and Greece last year it didn't go well but it didn't matter he was still so far ahead that it was never going to be a threat to, to the ultimate outcome but what he's done this year against the competition he's had is remarkable. I think we all yep. knew he could do it, but it's amazing to see it. And it, it's one of those that I think, I can't remember who it was that wrote it or said it, but and it's not that the likes of Auger had it easy at VW or Loeb had it easy in the mid-2000s, but it was easier than having to come up against. So I, I think a lot of people, for example, would, would put, place a lot more value on Auger's 2017 title, for example, in, in the M Sport car with, with bigger competition than they would in VW when he clearly had the that best was car. A, it was that his was team. a very hard-won championship, that was. That yeah. was a brilliant hard-won championship, yeah. And I, I, I'll, I'll bet you if you spoke to him, he, he wouldn't want to maybe say which one was his favourite, but I imagine that M Sport one was probably one of his, his favourites. It would have to be, you, wouldn't it? You, it would have to be. It would absolutely have to be, yeah. We didn't, yeah, he didn't really... Point get comfortable with that car until uh, what four rallies in, five mm-hmm. rallies in, mm-hmm. really until we came to Europe. Uh, and don't forget that year, there were seven different winners as well yeah. in the championship. It was the most remarkable year. Um, but yeah, you are so right about Robin Perra saying this was a, you know, a different kind of championship. Mm-hmm. And it's a different Robin Perra, and you see it. You, you see it. We certainly saw it in the first half of the year. Um, you know, his demeanour was a bit different from the demeanour that we saw last year. And, 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where, where it goes from here, but I'm, I'm, I'm not agreeing with you at all, George. I don't think we will see him for six or seven no, more I years. Think I, think I think we'll see him for the length of, length of this contract, and then I suspect he'll go and try different things. I fully expect we will see him returning. That's a possibility, yeah. I could see that, yeah, I could yeah, see that happening because he'll, he'll go away and then realise how right I am. He obviously wasn't <laughs> listening to this podcast and but, taking but this know, earnest George, advice and he'll go away and do something else and say, this is crap, I'm going to go back to rallying, that's much better. But, and we'll, but and know, then we'll love him even sometimes more. You, sometimes you need that bit of realisation, George, and whether it's oh, you yeah, telling them yeah. or them actually doing it themselves. You know, Sebastian yeah. Ogier is, is, is a pretty good case in point. You know, he yeah, he's part-time and, and there are... There are multiple reasons for why he's only driving part-time and, and why he doesn't want a full-time mm-hmm. uh, season but one of those in the beginning was that he wanted to have a real go at sports cars didn't he yeah you know he was he was involved with that toyota team um what was it luke it wasn't wasn't the factory toyota team it was a satellite team wasn't well, it? well i mean that was a bit of a downer that was wasn't it why was he put in that team i mean they they, they, they I mean, gave him yeah, a test and it was he not was he not good right, enough yeah. I'm trying to think what team it was now. It's going to really, really wind me up. I think what it was it called. Was, it was spo- It was sponsored by his watch sponsor by um, what are they called. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. You're not plugging. You're not what? plugging it for free, Colin. Don't worry. No, no, but I think that was the team, George. I think the team was. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, I think He's the right. Team was, was, He's right. Was the... It was named after somebody yeah, or something. Yeah, that's going to really irritate yeah, me. Anyway, was... you're right. The, the point anyway, is. So he, so he went yeah. and he and he discovered that actually, um, from from being untouchable, in your arguably the second highest profile motorsport championship in the world. Uh, he's gone down to something that's maybe not quite so so glamorous, maybe not quite so high profile, and he struggled, and, and mm-hmm. he really struggled. And, and, you know, and that kind of quietly just slipped away, didn't it? All the talk was a bit of an apprenticeship in the satellite team and then up into the factory team. Yeah. Uh, that all went by the way. Um, and, I, and I do wonder, you know, Oji is a family man, we know that, and we know that he loves and cherishes his, his, his family time. Uh, but he's also still young. He's, he's, oh, he's only 39. Yeah. Okay, he's 40 shortly, but he's only 39. Um, and, and I do wonder, I do wonder what he does going forward. He doesn't apparently really see cross-country rallying as, as something he wants to do right now. Uh, but, you know, he's gone off, he's tried something else, and, and maybe, maybe it could be a return think, to rallying. I think he would Ogier be, I think he would be brilliant at, at cross-country because he is a very considered guy. You know, mm. he really is. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. So I think he, I think he could yeah. do very well at that. But it's interesting to see some drivers have managed it and some have haven't. You know, Bjorn Waldegard went to do the cross country rally following Juha Kankinen and and um, or no, not Juha Kankinen at that time. I don't think. I think Juha had maybe done one or two, but um, uh, um, he he never he never seemed to crack the cross country in the same way that Ari Vatnan did. Which is very surprising because Bjorn was one of the most considered, you know, drivers for ev- longer events like Safari. You know, he should have been. He should have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But, but George. But then we, we, you know, I want to get back to the Central European Rally, and we will get. Yeah, back absolutely. To the Let's do that. Front. Yes. No, no. But Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, the, the argument about rallying greats making making cross country greats is is a difficult one, um, because some. Uh, what's the word I'm going to use to describe Nasser's rallying career, stage rallying career? Mm. It was successful, but it was never at the highest level. And and Nasser goes into cross country and is 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 the absolute king of cross country rallying. It's, 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 it's the opposite. God it's the opposite right of Loeb, that though, isn't it? In a way, because Loeb yeah. is there 
in cross country, but yeah. he's never won anything big yet. I know he's been close to it, yeah. but you're right. I think yeah. it's very, and I'm sure there's going to be something we're going to embarrass ourselves, but I cannot think mm. of a single person that's been properly. I know the, the world championship in cross country is new as of last year, but has been generally the best at both. Um, they are quite, they're obviously similar, but they, do, they don't require the same things of a driver. So, but anyway, should, yeah, we shall so, go back to CER, uh, shall we? The snap on uh, Richard CER. Mill, Richard Mill. There you is go. That, uh, that watch team. <laughs> All rallying, one source. By now, you know that dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School, nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you want to watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on. You know, we have discussed a bit about Thierry Neuville, second win of the season. Really, really important that Neuville got that win. Um, something that, uh, that I said before the rally, I do get the feeling that Neuville, this, this whole Neuville-Tanak situation in Hyundai next year, is going to be really interesting. It's going to be maybe not quite as juicy as it got last year, um, but I suspect it's going to it's going to throw up some really interesting situations. And Nouvelle is having to reassert his authority in that team. And you know, he came across as such a almost statesmanlike some of some of these statements, some of the <laughs> things he talked about during the event. I thought, yeah, there's something going on here. Whereas Tanak, on the other hand, at times seemed petulant at times again, you know, and, and you understand that in very different situations, mm-hmm. Tanak clearly is frustrated with a lot of things right now. Um, but, you know, Thierry Neuville, for me, really needed that win. And I think he will go to Japan. And I also think he could well win Japan. And that very much puts him in the box seat next year in that, uh, that Hyundai team. It really will. It really yep. will. And OK, you know, it'll be a joint team effort. And he was at pains to stress that in an interview we did with him earlier on in the week, that next year it has to be a team effort. And he, he talked about various things, but sharing data and all the rest. But I think, I think there is an awful lot going on in terms of the dynamics there that have already started even before Ice joined the team. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not particularly smart, to be honest, really. You know, shouldn't be having a posture like that. It should all be just a given. The team is sacred. You know, the dri- drivers can come and go, as we know. And there's a fair degree of loyalty there, but you know, Thierry, you know, do you think for a second that if Thierry got an offer to go and drive Toyota next year that he wouldn't take it? Of course he would; he'd be gone. But your team is still there. All your employees are still there. You've got to think team, 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 team. To, to be fair, George, that's what he said. He more or less said that. You know, the team is the team is what it's all about. He hmm. more or less said that. Yeah, there's, um, there's, but, there's but, words yeah, and there's words and there's actions. You know. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and yeah. we we know that we know that um, uh, young uh, young Oliver Solberg didn't have a happy time in that team and wasn't nope. given much, you know, you know, he was very, very, he, he never, he never actually said directly that he didn't get a fair shake of the stick, but, but I would suggest that he didn't get a fair shake of the stick. I think it wasn't necessarily an unfair situation. I think it was just a circumstance, but it was there. And obviously Ott felt the same last year as well. Obviously didn't feel that he was, he was, uh, he was in a good place. 
new management, we know it's a different situation. I'm hoping that Cyril will will uh, will prove to be a strong leader and guide his team properly. But I think he's got his work cut out. Yeah, so do I. But the great yeah. the great leaders, George, the great leaders can take on the most difficult of characters and the most the you know the strongest of personalities, and, he, and and a great leader can make them work together. And it's it's going to be a real test mm -hmm. next year for for Cyril, as you say. Uh, back back to the rally. Back to the rally. Look, pros and cons. Let's talk pros and cons of CER, shall we? Um, and then we'll talk about a few performances, because, George, I know you want to discuss one oh, or two drivers. Keen, keen. Pros and cons of the rally. Uh, for me, no, look, look, you give us, give us your thoughts first. You were watching from a distance, but what were your thoughts on the rally? Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably harder for me to digest one of the commonly voiced cons of the event because we were saying it before we recorded which isn't helpful so i'll repeat it there <laughs> when you're watching at home you're essentially just watching a tarmac mm -hmm. rally yes you know there are gaps but you're not feeling them like again it's like on saturday i actually didn't realize that one of the stages had crossed into germany so like, oh okay we're yeah. in germany now like there's, there's no physical way of knowing when you're at home but i would say and i shouldn't start the negative note but i've teed it up um <laughs> there was a lot of ways on distances i did some pretty sketchy maths and i reckon it is generally just about over 20 percent of the route was competitive which isn't a brilliant ratio and i know there's reasons for that and the concept they're going for three countries which i think was really cool i really liked the idea um i, th I think it's just one of those that it's it's a completely new car it's not like a, an event that stepped up to wrc this was this event had never ever run before before last weekend so everything was new so you can definitely excuse it and we saw it with japan last year there were there are things to iron out that yeah. i i'm assuming have been sorted for for this year so every event is going to have its, its small teething issues shall we call it but it definitely seemed that the distances could or maybe the route planning could have been impro improvised that's not the right word implemented <laughs> a bit more effectively pro side the stages look good um i think <laughs> friday's one in the checks were very fast, very muddy, with obviously the the rain coming down. We'd be curious to see what they're like if it wasn't such difficult weather. Um, but they, they did seem particularly different in character to what we had later in the weekend, which was nice. That's what we were hoping we would get. Um, so it seemed like there was good feedback from it. Um, that's about all I can really offer from, from watching it on the TV. Yeah, in you fairness. Know, you know, the, the one thing that, that just made me sit up and, and think that you said there, Luke, was that you're watching it on, on television or watching it remotely, you didn't get a, a feeling of the logistics involved. Uh, and you know what? That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. So if, if you're saying that what the, the experience that you had of the rally, which, let's, let's face it, is the experience of the vast majority of people who are following the rally, because the vast majority of people follow in front of their computers, in front of their televisions or telephones or whatever... You know, but if you're getting a good impression of the rally, as in the competition, the challenge, the drama, and not seeing the negative side of it, then is that not all we should be concentrating on? Um, because ultimately, that's what we want to do. And if people have to get up a little bit earlier to drive a few more miles, should they not just accept that that's part of their job? Um, I suspect so. But having said that, you know, there were enough... Uh, high-profile dissenting voices about the length of road sections that I do suspect that things will be different next year in terms of the road sections. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is a bit strange, George, and it must be alien to you, you know, having experienced 
20, 22 hour days. Sometimes I guess 24 hour days in rallies of the past to mm -hmm. hear people complaining about only getting five or six hours sleep a night. Yeah. That must be a bit alien and galling to you. Well, it isn't, it isn't. I mean, I think, I think the, the days of, you know, accepting that, I mean, it was, it was horribly tough and not very pleasant. I mean, we obviously, we obviously did it because that's what you did. Um, I mean, these days, you know, it, you, you're opening yourself up to all forms of legal, uh, legal issues, aren't you? So no, nobody does it anymore. So, I mean, that's just the way of the world and just accept that. Yeah. I think you, you've kind of got to give people uh, at least six or seven hours uh, uh, rest, probably have to give them an eight hour off or something like that. But, and I think, I think there was plenty of time off. It's the fact that, you know, people now do so much, uh, that the drivers do so much homework in between each stage and at the end of the day and every single rest break, their, their homework, homework, homework. Talk about squeezing the joy out of the sport. I think they've managed to do that with that. <laughs> it's um, true. You know, here they had gravel crews, so I assume that the strain was a little bit less. But they're all used to looking at videos of the stages and and seeing them uh, and getting access to it. And, you know, I heard Thierry at one point use his dangerous word again. This stage is dangerous. OK, so let's not do that stage again, Thierry. In fact, this whole rally is dangerous. I'll tell you what, Terry, you just stay at home, mate. If you think this is dangerous, let's just stay at home. That's fine. You know, he used yeah. that word. He used that word again this weekend, at least on one occasion. And I don't think it's very smart. It's not doing our sport any favors. Um, yeah. As 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 to the length of the day, yeah. Look, uh, gone are the days when we can run five days. You know, four days overnight nonsense. That's all a thing of the past. I I love the fact that it got around a little bit. I thought it worked quite well. Um, I was looking at the, you know, I've, I followed it on the map as well as following the stages. I was full anorak this weekend, watched watched all the crashes and then the, all the all the crashes, the offs and bits and pieces. Ha happily, I mean nobody nobody seemed to be uh, horrendously um, uh, hurt or anything. I thought for a dreadful minute they weren't going to restart uh, Elfin on the Sunday. Because Elfin at one point said, well, obviously I can't continue. I'm thinking, what? what? The camp? I watched the accident. It was a tiny wee touch of a barn. Of course, he was just talking about the day. He couldn't continue that yeah. day, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. was fine. No, I don't, think that was, I don't no. think that was in any doubt no, no, I'm at sure all, George. Obviously not. Um, um, so so my, my thoughts on the rally. Uh, you know, I talked last week on Spin the Rally Pod about my concerns about crowd numbers. I've got to say, uh, the organisers did the most fantastic job. Mm -hmm. The very strange thing, is that from Passau in the south, which is just in Germany, where the service park was, to, say, Prague in the north, um, you know, about three and a half hour drive, mostly on what we would call country roads in the UK. Mm -hmm. No you know, motorways not at all any motorways. Called, no? Mm? Well, George, we got onto the motorway last night uh, to go back from Passau to Prague because we decided to avoid the, the rally area uh, uh -huh. because we knew there'd be a lot of people on that road. So. And it was like, oh, my goodness me, we're on the motorway for the first time in six days. It, yeah. it, was, it was bizarre. Um, so there was the potential there with all of these country roads for, for real, real problems. But they'd, you were the philosophy for the crowd management, the philosophy for the design of the rally came from Rally Germany. And we know Rally Germany mm -hmm. always ran a really good event. Mm -hmm. uh, they always looked after the spectators well. And... You know, they put multiple spectator zones throughout each stage. Brilliant. And it worked yeah. so well. Because what you do, rather than trying to cram 20,000 people into one great spot, 
you know, you're putting 20,000 people into great, 10 great spots. Yep. Uh, and what does that mean? It means, it means you know, you've got, they, they had a great system for getting the cars off of the roads and into the parking areas. They weren't stopping them at the entrance to the parking area and taking the money off and creating queues on the main roads. They were taking them into the parking areas. They were taking their tickets off them there. They yeah. had facilities in all of these fan zones, quite often a screen but in all of the fan zones, there was catering, there were properly toilet done. facilities. I want to go and Honestly, watch now. You've made me want to go, Colin. You've made me want to it go. It was brilliantly done. You know, there was a bit of education to do, I think, uh, on always, the Czech stages yeah. for the Czech fans. There was quite a bit of free spectating, if you like, and we we almost saw some awful consequences of that with the Lappy mm. crash. That was, that was frightening. That was mm. really, really frightening. Um, but, you know, a bit more education before next year, a little bit more of a tightening of the route. I've got to say, the service park was awful, was awful, was awful. And, and nice. do you know what? <laughs> no, we, George, we've talked about these things. The service park yeah. should be the, the beating heart of the rally, the core, the hub. It should be an attraction. You know, we were in a messy car park. Colin, um, how can you in, be the centre of attraction when you don't even visit it on the first day of the rally, the first full day of the rally? Well, it's a that's joke, another it's point, a joke thing. It's a joke that's thing. another point, George. And, and I, feel, I feel for a lot of the, the people that went to an effort to try and make the service park decent. They had a nice indoor area, and, and there were one or two displays there. There was bits and pieces going on there. But you came out the back door of that, and you were, you were in gravelly mud, and it was so mm. tight, it was so narrow, it was so hidden away... Passau is one of Europe's most beautiful towns, cities, if you want to call yeah. it that. But, you know, you could have passed it by. And we're in an industrial... OK, we, we have to be, more often than not, in an industrial area. But give me blooming Toyota in, in Chester in North Wales any day over that type of service park that we had. I just don't think it should happen, George. I think, you know, we have, we are told, an abundance of rallies that want to join the championship. An abundance, mm -hmm. you know, we're oversubscribed. Eight or ten rallies more than they can fit into the calendar. Well, one of the very straightforward criteria has to be a service park that you can make something out of. You know, we can't hide yeah. it away in a, in yeah. a I, little I, blooming... I tend, oh, to think, I, I tend, I tend to think... Um, well, I, mean, I understand what you're saying, but, but for me, then, you'd need to have the service park out on a stage so that you can have a fan zone Maybe. at it and they can actually see a stage. Every time you come back, you, you have a stage at the service park, Maybe. you know, and, and, yeah. and they managed that in Perth, Australia. They actually created a stage yeah. that was one of the finest super special stages ever made. In fact, it's not, it's the finest super special ever and a good valid test. Uh, very, yeah. very spe spectacle. And they, they were allowed to use that, you know, six or seven times in the same direction. Yeah. You, you went through it every time you visited the service park. And that's how you make the service park fabulous. Because honestly, what? watching watching the cars being worked on is it's great for fans. It's fantastic. I understand that, but, but it's George, not the... that, what, what you're saying there. What you're saying there was actually something that was that was discussed a few years ago, and, and mm. it was actually something that I thought was being actively sought. You know, they wanted rallies to join the calendar. They wanted existing rallies within the calendar. Mm to try and wherever possible, and it's clearly not possible on all of them, to have a stage coming into the service park. And we, we saw it in Turkey, we saw it in Sweden, mm -hmm. um, and, and in a number of different places we saw that, your events mm -hmm. going above and beyond to deliver that requirement. Yeah. You, and then we go to Germany or to the Central European Rally, and once again we go backwards by 
20 years. 20 years we went backwards with that service. But I'm sorry to say, for me, that was the... I, I have no issues with the long road sections. I, I thought the stages made up for... And, and it, the stages made up for the service park. The service park is not absolutely critical. And, and you know, I, I don't want to, to sound too critical because the organisers did, a, I think, a really, really strong job with this rally. Um, but, you know, uh, for me, your service park is an integral part of the event and we, we, we need to sell ourselves. At every possible opportunity, we need to sell ourselves. And the service park is a selling point and when it becomes mm. you know, something that you're a bit embarrassed to, to go along to, then it ain't a selling point, is it? No, no, it's not. Uh, but there we go. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, other than that, so my I, I, marks out of 10, I'm gonna give the organizers eight out of 10. Eight okay. out of ten. Uh, room for improvement, yeah. but but overall a really good job avoiding some major issues. You know, the major issue was I think crowd control, and I think they did a really decent job with crowd control. I think they delivered great stages, and were, it was action packed and it was full of interest mm. and intrigue. And we can't ask for anything more than that, can we? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right, yeah. George. For, for for a number of drivers, this was probably their last event of the year. Uh, I'm thinking in particular the likes of Pierre-Louis Loubet, Andreas Mikkelsen, uh, yeah. one or two other youngsters. And you know what? The last event of the year is, is almost the most mm. important event of the year. Um, what are your thoughts on... Uh, let's start with Loubet, George. What are your thoughts on Loubet? Um, well, actually, you know, once again, I think uh, we've talked about it before. His expectations are, are above reality. You know, he, he's, he's not... Uh, uh, Sebastian Loeb or a Sebastian Ogier yet. He's not a uh, uh, um, a Pera in that, you know, he's had all those 15 years of, of build-up, you know, more, 16, 17 years of build-up through his career. He's got to come at it the way he can. He's quite clearly got great talent, but he's still to, he's still to let himself mature and and the pace will build. And it's very, very hard for a driver to see that from their perspective. <coughs> but I think he has improved this year. In many ways, it looks like he's not had the, the flashes of brilliance that he got, say, last year. Um, and that's hard for him to accept. But every year is a learning year. Every mile, every problem you have makes you stronger. Even <laughs> when it's a problem with the car, it's part of the game. It makes you stronger how you deal with it. You know, we, we noticed that he got a minute road penalty for not having his helmet done upright. Presumably that's yeah. because he was in a rush and he was having to deal with a problem and didn't quite get his helmet done upright. And, you know, we've seen, we've seen the, the OJs getting similar, you know, you know, or the top drivers getting similar penalties. It's not just on him, but it's all things that will make him stronger and better. And he will be quicker. You know, every event you go to, you will be quicker. It won't feel like it all the time. Missing Japan, great idea. By the time it comes to Monte Carlo, if he's got himself a program, he'll be he'll be itching to get out there, desperate to get back out and prove himself, and and what a great event to go on. You know, Monte Carlo, I think he'll be quite comfortable there. I mean, the conditions can be lovely, lovely, great traction, or horribly slippery, or a mixture of the two. You know, it's it's a great event, and he can go out and he'll do well. But you've just got to allow it to build. And another driver that you can say the same thing is Takamoto Katsuta. You know, as a driver, he won't see it right now, but I see strength upon strength. And, you know, if, if he can do another couple of years, another two years, and keep building the way he is, you know what? He's going to be knocking right on the door. He's going to be right up there, hitting for the podiums, the second places, the occasional win. 
you know, and maybe even, no, maybe right, even, he, he can also build himself up to the point where he's supreme, get a championship. Mm. It's there, it's available, but it, it's not next week. You don't learn rallying like that. Okay, Carly Rovenpera belies that, that truth, but it is a genuine truth. So not to be impatient. And yes, for these guys, it involves a huge amount of money. You know, I always say to, to anybody that says, oh, my son's really good driver, I want him to be a rally driver. And I just turn around and say to him, well, let's, let's assume that he's as good as you say he is. You need six million quid. And what do you mean? No, no, we'll do this and we'll get that. I said, you need six million quid is what you need. It might not be you that needs to find it. In fact, it's such a silly amount of money, it won't be you that finds it unless you're a multi-millionaire. Even at that, it's probably a stretch for people to spend that much money. But that's what it needs. I mean, what, what, you know, what does a year... And if I, if I phone up Malcolm tomorrow and ask him, I want to do the series in, your, in a Rally 1 car, I want the Rally 1 car full spec, new parts in every event, what's that going to cost? What's that going to cost? And I'll decide, I'll decide... Five million. Is it, yeah. is it five yeah. million? Well, there you are. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. for one year. That's one year. Is it as much as that? Yeah, I think per so. Event? I believe so. Wow. I might be wrong, but I believe, well, I believe it's, it's, it's in, not going on. In that, that case, in that case, Colin, you've, you've, you've preempted a really, really interesting point because I think that actually means I, listen, that the current that, rally just, one that, is totally George, invalid. Can I, just, can I just make that, you know, make it clear that that's... that's Speculative. I, I don't yes. know. That's, that's yeah. the figure I've heard banded mm -hmm. around, so I, I don't know. Really? But, well, I mean, um, that's, that's the chat, you know. I, I was going to say yeah. two and a half to three, I thought. So I was, I was well out. Uh, and, 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 you know, that makes it, I mean, it's fair enough, you know, if you think of the development costs of the car, there's nothing unfair about those prices. But um, um, just going back to Lube, George, I've uh, got to say, I uh, totally agree with everything you said about Lube. I'd also like to add that he is just the nicest lad. I know that's got absolutely nothing to do with it. But, you know, we, we finished talking to him yesterday and we, we wished him well and said, um, you know, enjoy your break and, and hopefully we'll see you back next year. Mm -hmm. And he was just about to drive off and he stopped his car. And he got out and he got out and he came across to myself, to David and to Elliot and he shook our hands and said, thank you very much for all your support this year. And then got back in his car and drove off to the, the podium to the finishing ceremony. Um, you know, we don't get that from every young driver. No. And it, you know, and it, it, it makes a difference. It makes it yeah. does make a difference. It makes a huge you know, difference. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I would, you know, I would, just... I would love to see him succeed as I would with all young drivers. And you know, yeah, it, yeah. What, what an incredible job the guy's done. Whatever anybody might, might want to say, well, he's not quite got it there yet, etc. He's come to to the WRC one car too soon. Well, I don't think he has. I think sometimes it's a good idea to step back, and there's many drivers have done that and then come on to be champions. You know, and and yeah. and genuinely have done, uh, or or yeah. be champion challengers at the very least. Uh, Absolutely. But but you know to get yourself there is is a huge undertaking, an absolutely enormous undertaking. You need that much money. You know you need to be bringing two and a half, three, four, maybe even five million pounds a year to prove yourself at that level. Now you know in in one way we see great progress for 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 uh, for the young man. But 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 you know he's several years away before he would be getting given a factory paid drive, isn't he? Honestly. He's got to be. Yeah, he's going to have to find another minimum two years of money to prove himself. And he's got to, and to prove himself, you've got to be fighting at the front uh, and consistently and finishing. You know, how many drivers are doing that? There are only three or maybe four, possibly five at a push. 
are doing yeah. that right now. You know, even even the the, the drivers that are, are being paid that are not winning, you know, Esa Pekka, Lape, uh, Timo Sunanen, for instance, you know, they're not winning at the front. They're, they're under massive stress. They're on the borderline of having to go and pay for their drives to prove themselves. But they are also stepping up. You know, I see Esa Pekka, Lape stepping up, although... Uh, I, I get the feeling there's a little bit of a merry-go-round there. You know, that great performance, I mean, I was thinking to myself, ease it back a little bit, mate. You know, on, on stage three, ease it back. On stage four, pull it back a little bit. Give yourself the latitude because a mistake is quite clearly waiting to happen. And he was fighting all this great form and he was very comfortable with the car. And then, hallelujah, uh, of course, there was a, a corner a little bit slipperier. And it's a numbers game, and you know, I mean, there wasn't that many corners between the start and him finding the one that had his name on it, because he yeah. didn't have enough margin. And it was all about that, you know. Kali Rovenpera, he found his corner. Um, uh, obviously, Elfin Evans, he found his corner. You know, that, that was it. And a few other drivers, yeah. you know. I think there was uh, obviously um, the stage that that uh, Thierry Neuville thought was terribly dangerous. He obviously had a big moment in there. I didn't see it, but. Uh, he obviously had some moments in there that he felt were unacceptably close to just losing it. And in, in the case of, you know, Elfin and Kala, they obviously, they were they were measuring their risk. Both the places where those guys made a mistake, it was very nearly survivable for them both. It was survivable for, for Kali Rovenpera. That's not an accident that it was survivable. He was choosing where to push and where not to push. You push where you know you've got a chance to survive. And the places where you know there's no chance to survive, you ease back. And that's, you know, again, there's well, a bit that's, more, that's, bit that's more mileage for Essa Pekka yeah. required there on that one, you know. Still got to it's learn about, that lesson. It's about experience and decision yeah. making. I'm Kellen Koshal and I just did my first Dirtfish course, which was the one day women's course. My biggest surprise was how calm it could be in the car and the calmer I was, the faster I could make the car go. The surprising thing about driving was that it wasn't necessarily a mental thing. I had to really get out of my head and into my body more and I just felt a little more comfortable doing that for the first time around a group of women. But I will say, I do feel like I could do any of the Dirtfish courses now. I kind of know what to expect and you know, hopefully more women get into motorsports and then any day could be an all women's day if just enough of us are in the sport. If I were talking to someone who was thinking about taking a class, was kind of on the fence, it would be, you know, what are you waiting for? It's such a fun experience. Um, you're gonna really learn something and you're gonna push your limits and maybe you'll even have some more confidence. Just going back to, you were talking about the young drivers, we were talking a little bit about obviously uh, Pierre-Louis Lebet and, and one or two other youngsters. Uh, you know, the, the flip side of that is Adrien Formeau. You know, he, he's been through his difficult year and he seems to be very much on a similar kind of trajectory to where Elvin Evans was five or six years ago. Yeah. You know, Evans, remember, yeah. had a torrid year, didn't he, in the WRC in a World Rally car. Uh, was dropped the following year, was made to do, uh, you know, to, to, to learn his craft. You won the British Rally Championship uh, and then came back and, and Evans went from strength to strength after that. For Moore's following a very similar kind of, you know, slightly parabolic, is that a word, George, up and down trajectory? Par parabolic, uh, yeah, par par parabolic. Par yeah, um, your trajectory. And it, uh -huh. and it is interesting because you, you can see it in the way that For Moore holds himself, that he conducts himself. You can see it in his driving. Um, he is very much on the way up right now and, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see 
how FOMO does in Japan. He got very, very prickly, and I mean prickly, uh, when, I, when I asked him a question about, you know, does he see this as a bit of a test, you know, of where he's at, what he can do in, mm. a, in a Rally 1 car. He got very prickly. Um, you Did know, he? Apparently, oh. I, I, I was disrespecting other drivers by suggesting that he could do well. <laughs> apparently, I wasn't suggesting he could win it. I, I was just suggesting that he could he could put in a performance. We mustn't, you know, we mustn't forget that Formos had one season, a full season, more or less, mm-hmm. in Rally One cars. So I, I suspect he could do a job. Look, what, what are your thoughts on Formo and and where he's at and what he can potentially do in Japan and maybe next year as well? Well, I think the obvious thing to say, and <clears throat> excuse me, we have sort of mentioned it I think last week actually but the contrast to where he's at now compared to 12 months ago is is obscene like it's like it's a completely different driver and I I transcribed that interview so I know the bit you're referencing but I think it was a bit of a mistranslation maybe he wasn't quite understanding what you were meaning but in that same I can't remember if it was you that asked him the question just to sort of stop you there Luke that'll be interesting when that comes out because I think he got prickly about something else which I'm going to mention in a second okay uh, but yeah, go, go go ahead with your thoughts. Well, Sorry, mate. No, Just good. I, I can't remember if it was you or if it was David that asked him, but about his composure, his patience, is that the biggest thing he's learned mm. this year? And, and he was fully in agreement with that. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest thing that's changed with FOMO now. And he mentioned that he talked about how if he felt like the stage was for him, he can push, he can go for it. If he didn't feel like it was for him, he'd buy it his time. He's just, he struck me. And I remember it was my first WRC event properly it was Croatia last year so everything was learning quite a few things but I can just remember how he was after he'd gone off I can't remember what stage it was on the Friday morning in Croatia but if for anyone who doesn't remember he had that moment through I think it was one of the first corners of the, of the stage and he went off and into second stage or something wasn't it yeah it was very early um, and he went into yeah. um, a guy's garden <laughs> effectively yeah. with, with his car but he was, oh, yeah, he was mainly was a good one. He was mainly annoyed that he hadn't had information from the team about the corner. And now, I don't know, obviously, what he was meant to be told, what he wasn't told, but it was all about how he, he didn't look inwards, essentially. It, was, it wasn't mm. his fault. It was something else. It was like he's caught in his bubble. And I think he almost started too well when he went. Because we all remember 12 months before that, his great debut in the WRC car, everything was just coming to him. But now he's had this time to sort of improve himself along with the car. It has to be said, the Fiesta Rally 2 at the weekend, and I know obviously Formula was a great driver, but the speed was was really impressive, really noteworthy. Wasn't it it fantastic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But to to answer the question, I'm going on my own tangents, (laughs) I do think he is in for a good result in Japan. I expect he will be quite cautious maybe just pay i don't expect him to be looking at what anybody else doing other than himself because i would personally be very very surprised if he's not in a rally one car next year i think that's all but well assured but so i know we agree here's my thought here's my thought Luke. here yeah. is my thought before before he got prickly about the you know what you're going to do in japan i had said to him that we'd heard perhaps murmurings that his name was being considered for a seat at Hyundai next year. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think we will see him in a Rally 1 car, but I'm not absolutely betting on it being a Puma. Um, oh, I wow. think... No, I'll tell you what, and it's what I talked about last week, guys. I just don't see this, this third car. I, I don't think... And D- David's written a great piece about Esa Pekka Lappi and where Lappi's at in his career right now. Uh, I don't see, and I think we can 
reasonably comfortably say that third car is going to be a shared car next year at Hyundai. It's not going to be Danny Sordo by the sound of things, which, which I'm astonished at. You know, if you want to win a championship, you put Sordo in for five or six rounds. Let's assume it's not going to be Sordo, though, because that seems mm-hmm. to be a fairly strong rumour. I cannot for the life of me see it being Lappy and Sunanen. That is madness. That is madness if that happens. Um, so I think it's got to be Lappy or Sunanen and AN other. Now, you know, if, if I was choosing a youngster and they made a very, very big thing, uh, a lot of noise, Hyundai, about junior development, rightly so, planning for the future. Uh, you know, the likes of Tanak and Thierry Neville won't be around forever. They've got to plan for the future. If you're talking about a junior driver there, the obvious one is Oliver Solberg. You know, I would put Oliver Solberg in there. But that doesn't seem to be the case either. Solberg doesn't seem to be being talked about. So who else do you look at? For me, Fermo is the boy. Absolutely. He's the one He's the one that's there. The other one I would look at is the young French lad who crashed. Who was his name? Look, remind me. He's another one I've got oh, a Roussel. name locked Yeah, Johan Roussel. Roussel. Roussel and Fermo for me. And Fermo, for me, is, is, is a step, step and a half mm-hmm. above Roussel. But those two lads fill a proper need for that third car. You know, that third car with the fin in it is going to be Sweden, it's going to be Finland. It's going to be, uh, where are we going to? Latvia. Mm-hmm. And what is the third fast one we're doing next year? Uh, Poland. You know, your, your, your Finn is going to take all four of those and one or two others. You are going to need someone who can at least perform and bring the car home on tarmac. Adrian Formo, mm-hmm. Johan Rossell. Someone like that, for me, is potential. And, and, and the number one, if we take Solberg out of it, has to be Formo for that seat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to disagree. Yeah, when you go back to 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 young Oliver Solberg, obviously, you know, not being in the frame for anything in anyone's discussions or thoughts, Mad. it's slightly odd yeah. in one way because he has demonstrated great form this year. But what he hasn't demonstrated, I suppose, is is a a championship year. You know, he's some, somehow not managed to do that, and and. You know, I think I think it's part of the suite is to show that you've got the speed and you've got the reliability. And he didn't really do that this year, which is an odd thing. I mean, I know that that wasn't his target to do that. I want to show everyone I'm fast. I don't care about reliability. I don't care about X, Y, Z. I'm just going to go quick everywhere. I'm going to find out what, what how to tackle. I'm going to use my WRC2 car to understand how fast I can drive a WRC1 car. That was his. That was his his mode. Now I think that's from a personal development point of view a fair approach. I, I wouldn't necessarily have come across that myself, but but I, you know, horses for courses. It's his approach, and I think in in many ways he's probably satisfied with that, and it may well have, have given him the development he personally needs. But what it's not done, it would appear, um, and we may be wrong with this because it's speculative and it's all very secretive, of course, within the 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 realms of the teams, but. He wouldn't seem to have put himself in the frame with the team managers, has he? Well, not not with not with Hyundai, uh, mm. and, and and there may be more to that than we're understanding. We you know mm. we kind of touched on what went on there last year with Solberg. I don't know. It is a bit odd to me because Solberg is the very very obvious choice, but take him out and for more is the boy. Uh, guys, mm. anything else before we? Because you know, would you believe, boys? We have we have slightly gone backwards and forwards a little bit in this. Spin no, the rally pod, but that's an hour. My fault. All... Paul, it's not. No, it's an not, hour. George. Oh, there's no, no way. It's, 
We've not even got our first round up on the on the uh, on the bar here, Colin. I know it's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. The fire's, uh, the fire's can, just can settling in. We've got another two or three hours to go here yet. We can indulge ourselves for another yeah. five minutes. So if there's anything else that you boys want to bring up Mickelson. before we wrap things up, Luke. I think we I think I think we have to mention Mickelson and WRC too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we have to mention about it other than yeah. congratulations? I was going to say, it, I, I find it, it's in a way ironic because it was, and it, it feels harsh to call it his worst performance of the season, but that shows you how <laughs> good Andreas's year has been before this. Yeah. That I yeah. think everybody was getting caught out at some point in this rally, but again, he did what he had to do. And you mentioned it, George, there, but I guess the, the suite of showing that you can be fast, but also reliable. To me, that is Andreas. And I know maybe that wasn't always the case when he was in a, what was a WRC car at the time there, Rally 1, whether if he got ever got a chance to go back, would he then still be as ruthlessly efficient as he is? I don't know. Some drivers find it easier well, to be shown, at the top of the game in Rally 2. But yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think he's shown, I think he's shown that he can do it, Luke. Yeah. And I, it'd I be think hard he, to, he, you know, we, we've talked, we talk about Adrian Formo and we talk about Oliver Solberg, but actually Andreas Mickelson, a proven multiple rally winner, you know? Yeah, but George, and he George, challenged no, no, at the no, front. No, 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 no. no. We're talking about completely different situations, you know. Um, we're talking about young development drivers against, you know, a, yeah. a guy. Yeah, who's, but who's ultimately we're talking about a limited number of seats, and from a team's point of view, they want the best okay. option. And and for me, you know, if I was a team manager right now, Andreas Mickelson would be very much part of my discussion. So that that yeah, George, having said no, 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 no. I'm coming around to your way of thinking. If you we talked, we talked. Didn't take long, did it? But this is the thing, George. Is I'm always willing to come around to your way of thinking. Well, the reverse is not always the well, case. That's, well, occasionally is too, Colin. <laughs> occasionally is too. I'm trying to be a better person with you. Honestly, I really am. I've been trying all my life to be a better person. Uh, to George, you. it's never offended me, so don't worry about it. It's, I, I, I always bow to your greater knowledge, experience. Well, Andreas Mickelson, not to be dismissed. So, far from so it. So, Andreas Mickelson. So, if, if if they do decide that next year that the mm. manufacturer's title is more important than young driver development which could well happen, right? Mm-hmm. It could well happen. If the pressure on a bitable is to deliver a manufacturer's title, then uh-uh, let's forget about the young drivers. Let's put the strongest lineup in that we can. Yeah, you know, and then, a, and then a, your Danny Sordo has to be a your Lappy man. A Lappy and a Mickelson. Well, Sordo, yeah, yeah but, but for mm-hmm. some reason that doesn't seem to be the way. But a Mickelson and a Lappy, a Mickelson and a Sunanen. If Mickelson, who no, I believe no, is at no, a point no, in his you've got three career, drivers like, basically the same. No, well, of, well, of which, Mickelson, of which... Is, Mickelson is a bit different, George. Mickelson, you will go and deliver for you, you know, on maybe the rallies that the Finns don't want to do. You know, he will deliver mm-hmm. if he if if he is at the the point in his career which I suspect he has is mm-hmm. where he doesn't want to prove anything. You mm-hmm. know, he's not looking to be you know taken up on a three year long term contract and 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 look to challenge for a world championship again. You know, if he is just prepared to play the game and say, "Yep, five or six rounds, I'll take." a good salary for that, and I'll deliver exactly what the team wants me to deliver, which is a safety net for the top two. Bang. Mickelson could well be in there. But no, that's if, I was, if I was Andreas, I wouldn't accept that. I would want, I would well, want why wouldn't a you? full season. A full season. That guy's worth a full season yet, well, in my view. Just just purely on performance. And now I know when he had his year at Hyundai, he did not do well. He did not gel with the car, and he did not adapt himself to the car. He did not 
you know, he, he, he lost his drive on, on, on lack of worthiness at that point. But I'll be the first to back him if he, even though he's proving his worthiness now. I mean, I would certainly be giving him a test in my car. Let's say, let's say we came along with a brand new team right now, you know, and, and, and I had a chance. He would be one of my drivers that I'd be trying out. Yeah. Well, Not as a development driver, but, you know, let, let's say, let, you know, let's say I've got a clone Toyota team, you know, with three cars to run in the championship. He would be one of my, right now, right now, let's say I've got, I've got, I've got uh, three, three world rally cars you know, and, a, and a whole team to run. I would be, in, in the current environment, Mickelson would be one of my drivers. So you've got a brand new team, another three drivers required. He would be 100% one of those drivers. Yeah, yeah, and no, then who who would who would be that. who would be next? You know, then you've got all your young drivers. You've got a Hayden Padden that's sitting there, a proven rally winner and very very good. Made lots of mistakes, grown massively over the last years. Chose to do the European Championship to keep himself in the frame. Yet he would be getting a tryout as well. Not saying I would take any of these drivers, but they'd be getting a tryout. Of course, I'd be I'd be working very hard on Sebastian Ogier to come and be my number one driver, and develop and build the team and and you know give him a slot. Uh, but, but just because of what the guy can do, you know, that, that's what else I'd be trying to get. Uh, George, do you know what? That, that's a, that, that is a really good topic for another Spin the Rally pod. Okay. I was about to say, yeah, that, <laughs> so sounds, that sounds all, good. So on, on the next Spin the Rally pod, Luke, we are all going to be team managers with this new team, this fictional new team that's appearing in 2024. Right. So you are suddenly elevated to George Donaldson's position and you can choose your team. And what I'll say is, so we're going to choose three drivers, maybe four if we decide to go a split third seat, and an engineer to build the car for you. So there's a bit of homework to think about. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, Anything else, boys? Because we are now, shall I tell you what we're up to now? A minute and six seconds, sorry, uh, an hour (laughs) and seven minutes. You're not quite. (laughs) Well, there we go. We better better call it quits, rather than tire out our our very loyal listeners whom... (laughs) Whom uh, I, I want them to know that we deep, deeply oh. appreciate, and I do. I do oh. read all the comments on our our um, our WRC live, and I, and, I, and I see all the nice comments and and compliments and and requests and questions. I do occasionally try to answer on WRC live, um. Sorry, not WRC live on on uh, Dirtfish live. Dirtfish live centre. Have you, have you been, have you been um, commenting? Occasionally, and have I missed you? I do occasionally. I, I do occasionally I, dip I in. I did not moderator. dip in this weekend. Okay. I didn't dip in this weekend much, uh, but I, I do read them all. And I mean, there's there's some uh, you know proper proper uh, full on rally fans. I don't know how many thousands we've got, but I I hope it's many thousands. But um, you're welcome into our little pub chats, and, and it's lovely. And, and uh, we should maybe do a, a live session at some point of our podcast and have we should. have no, uh, we'll, we'll, a few we'll minutes of questions all, coming in. Yeah. Well, when we can all get together, um, mm. maybe when I'm up in Scotland next, or when David's up in Scotland next, we could we could organise an evening where mm. we just record it in a pub and just invite anyone in the vicinity to come along. That'd be that's quite a, interesting. That's a it? fabulous idea. Uh, look, look, I have one last question for you before we go. Uh, Anything coming up this week that we can look forward to? You know, we've talked about Hyundai, you know, maybe team announcements, uh, Toyota team announcements, although I think they'll be a little bit more straightforward. Can we expect them this week? When can we expect those announcements to come? You put me under supreme pressure there, Colin, to deliver something interesting. With Toyota, I, I don't know this, but I'd be very surprised if it's not the week of Japan, I think, or the, I or the week after, one of the two. It would make complete sense. Hyundai 
pff, who knows? Um, there is a suspicion that they already know, but they just haven't mm. communicated it. Um, M Sport, I think, will be quite a while still. Um, but yeah, there's still plenty to talk about. Plenty of interesting things still to come out from the Central European Rally that will be on dirtfish.com. So yeah. do the usual, pay attention, um, and there'll be um, plenty of good stuff. Colin mentioned yeah. it, I think, from from Lappy. I think this is a if you listen just on Tuesday when it comes out, that should be coming tomorrow. I think wednesday in the schedule so yeah plenty of good stuff coming as always yeah well hang on and 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 there's the massive announcement to come which is the toyota satellite team full factory three (laughs) more cars different names still a toyota so toyota got two bites at the manufacturer's cherry and uh, and I'll I'll run it together with Luke and Colin. That's going to be fabulous. So, George, George, so, the thing, so, so when we have this 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 program where we're going to become uh, pseudo team managers, yeah. you've got to come up with another brand. So a brand that you want a car well, that you want in that the is very very easy with Toyota. We can we can because you know Toyota have various brands in Japan, many brands, which are Toyotas badged differently. But they also have, you know, the, the, the Lexus brand. So I'm thinking we could badge up, uh, not badge up, they could create a Lexus um, Yaris, um, you know, sports car. And, and that's what it'll be. So we'll call it Lexus. So it's either Toyota or Lexus or Hyundai or Ford that are going to win the championship next year. Let's just call it Lexus. We'll have that. And everyone all your little surprises. There's before, no surprises. There's no surprises. Debate. It's just this fantasy, fantasy, fantasy rally before the year's up. <laughs> yeah, fantasy rally, boss. We do we're need, we do need that day. fourth team coming in, don't we? A, a strong team like that. Maybe it could be we a do. Hyundai Mark Maybe. II. Who knows yeah. what it's going to be? Oh, that, Boys, that's a, that's an easy one. They can they can do it with with Kias, can't they? Because that's basically the same brand, isn't it? George, it's not your dinner time yet. <laughs> it is. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, George. Good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs> you're on a you're on a roll, and I feel I feel terribly guilty because I do love listening to you once you get on the roll. But but Lisa keeps telling us that podcasts over an hour are, are not ideal. Uh, so you know uh, I'm going to say it has been a joy, Luke Barry, an absolute joy talking to you as always. Thanks, Colin, and thank and you, George. Luke. Thank Fabulous. you, Fabulous. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, Thank you, Colin. Lovely, lovely George, evening. it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. I can't wait to hear you next week. Folks, yeah, don't forget, there is plenty, plenty coming this week in terms of wonderful words on dartfish.com. Lots of uh, comment, lots of analysis, lots of, lots of words for you to read. So don't, don't go too far away from dartfish.com. If you missed any of the Central European Rally, you can go back and you can enjoy it all over again with, as George mentioned, our Dirtfish Live Centre. It all stays there. Any rally you want from the World Rally Championship this year, head across to the Dirtfish Live Centre. There's plenty there to keep you entertained. Folks, thanks very much for joining us on Spin the Rally Pod. (laughs) 